Debbie Marcoux is licensed by the Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act, NMLS ID 237926. Also licensed in Arizona, 0941504, Florida, L076508, Georgia, 69178, Idaho, MLO, 2080237926, Illinois, 031.0058339, Missouri, North Carolina, I210940, Nevada, 57237, Oregon, Tennessee, 183733, Texas, Washington, MLO, 237926. She's a mortgage mom. She can get things done. When you're in need and don't know where to go. Pick up the phone and call mom. Welcome to Mortgage Mom Radio. I am Debbie Marku. I am the Mortgage Mom. And every week I bring you guys through the most up-to-date information about all things real estate and mortgage. Last week, we talked about the brand new shared appreciation program called California Dream. Uh, that is by Cal Hafa. And it was it's such a great program that we are going to touch a little bit more on that today. I was going to actually have one of my underwriters get on with us so that he could take us into an even deeper dive into the program, uh, let you guys ask your questions that maybe you know were not on the quick surface since they had just announced the program right before I went on air last week. Uh, but he is actually in the middle of starting to work on the first couple of loans that have come through the door. So while he's working on those, he's actually taking note of anything at all that maybe we wouldn't have known, uh, we can't get from the guidelines, we wouldn't be able to, you know, we wouldn't understand um, until we actually made it through alone. So he is going to actually come on the show either next week or the week after to go through that with us. So we've had some uh, very, you know, quick questions, you know, things that we have to um, actually research and reach out and, and make sure that we are doing things right. And so we're going to have a lot more of those questions and we're going to be able to get answers on those when he comes through uh, to the to the show with me. But in the meantime, he's actually taking note. Now, a couple of things that have um, been asked that we've had to do the research on already. Uh, one was, you know, what is the debt to income ratio that is allowed? Uh, and so that's actually a great question because with most down payment assistance programs, they do want you to have a lower debt ratio, making it a little bit more difficult to qualify for as high of a sales price as if you were to have your own down payment. Um, but this program is actually allowing you to go to a 45% debt ratio. And if your credit score is over 700, it will allow you to go up as high as 50, which are the regular, normal Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac guidelines. So that was absolutely awesome. That was amazing to hear that we weren't being capped at a much lower debt ratio, making that purchase price also then be reduced. Another question that came up that we had to research and get into was student loans. How are they qualifying student loans? Are they looking at them differently? And most importantly, deferred student loans. So many of you today do have student loans that even though you didn't even ask, they were put on deferment during COVID. And they're going to be coming back here pretty soon soon uh, where you're going to have to start making those payments. But for many of you, they are still being deferred. So how with this loan program are they going to 
um, qualify you if you have student loans that are deferred. So with Fannie Mae guidelines, we did verify that it is the exact guidelines that are written by Fannie Mae because you are getting a conventional loan and they are looking at 1% as a monthly payment of your monthly, uh, of your actual overall balance. So if you have a balance of $10,000 on your student loan, we are going to have to qualify you with a $100 monthly payment. So uh, no different than the way that Fannie Mae would, uh, you know, typically underwrite your file. And so that is going to remain the same as well. Um, being here at this moment in time, though, I'm going to remind everybody that this is an interactive show. I want you to ask your questions. I want you to put them into the feed. Let's see if we can't make sure that you guys are getting the information that you need. I am also going to jump into interest rates. We've had some things happening this week. We've seen stock market moving around and we're going to talk about, you know, interest rates shifting a little bit. It does seem like things are starting to improve. Interest rates did get a little bit better today. They got a little bit better the day before so we are also going to get into that as well uh, I can see my dad jumps on and he says hi to me and hi to my son so thank you dad uh, Heather gets on she says hi all um, Espol and Loco says happy Wednesday hot mom thank you so much you always make my day uh, Claudia gets on and says thanks for everything you guys do Claudia it is our pleasure thank you so much for joining watching and be part being part of the show uh, Lori gets on she says hello hello Lori thank you so much for joining and again you guys this is an interactive show I do want you to ask my ask your questions uh, it's really really helpful because it makes sure that I'm delivering the information that you the consumer needs to know so when you step up to the plate and you ask those questions it just makes the content of the show that much better if you're listening to this show, you know, by radio on the weekend and you wish that you had actually watched it, did it with us live, asked your questions right away. Well, the best way to do that is to get your text message when I get started. The telephone number that you would text is 844-935-3634. That's 844-WE-LEND-FOR-YOU. W-E-L-E-N-D and the number four. You're gonna text the word mom. That's it, just the word mom only. That will get you opted in to receiving a text message once a week, and that way you can click the link, you can join us on YouTube, and you can follow along, ask your questions, and be part of the show. Now, that telephone number is the same number to reach my office, so if you're interested in that Cal Dream loan, you wanna get you know your application started, you wanna ask some questions, you wanna see if you qualify for it, you just call the office. You can schedule an appointment, you can talk to me, you can talk to the girls, you can um, go to my website. You can schedule an appointment there as well. If you've been thinking about doing a refinance, a home equity line, a reverse mortgage, uh, we are in the mortgage business. That is what we do here. That is how we pay the bills. And we do absolutely want to help you. We love everybody that listens to us and joins in. And we want to make sure that we take care of your family as part of our family. So once again, I'm Debbie Marcou. I am the Mortgage Mom. And today is going to be a great show. Uh, I can see Vern jumps on and says, hey there. So hey, Vern, thank you so much for joining us. And again, you guys throw those questions into the feed. So I started off the show and, and 
Many of you uh, maybe missed the very beginning part of the show if you're just jumping in live right now, uh, where I was talking about the California Dream, the shared appreciation Cal Halfa loan that we introduced to all of you last week. We were getting a little bit more into some specifics that we've been running into about that loan program so that we can keep delivering the important information to you week after week as the loan evolves. Remember that it was just announced last week as being live. So Every lender in town, me and everyone else included, are doing their very first loans for this program right now. We've started taking applications. We have some pre-approvals in the system. We're hoping that we're gonna see some of those clients go out and write some offers this weekend and get themselves into escrow. And as we work through these loans and we get them submitted, we get them underwritten, we send them to uh, Cal Hafa to get their approval to close, we're going to run into things that weren't necessarily on paper. They weren't necessarily in the underwriting guidelines. And so as I get more of that detailed information, I'm going to continue to bring it to you. So just in case you missed it, I did quickly go over debt ratios. You need to be at a 45% if your credit score is under 700. If it is 700 or better, you can go up to a 50% debt ratio, which is awesome. And we talked about student loans. So student loans are going to be calculated at 1% of your overall balance, unless you have a minimum monthly payment that you're already making and is being reported to the credit bureau already. Now, I'm talking mostly about deferred when I say 1%. So if the loan is in deferment, we're gonna use a 1% of the loan balance as the minimum monthly payment. Now, let's just say, because this is a conventional loan and we are finding that we are underwriting to the conventional Fannie Mae guidelines. If you have an income-based repayment plan with that student loan, and let's just say that that income-based repayment plan is zero, the bank has determined that you cannot afford to make a monthly payment at this time, and they are not requiring you to do so, we do not have to hit you for that minimum monthly payment. So if you have student loans and you've been feeling like you've been, you know, they're, they're just too big, you're not gonna qualify, you don't think you can get a loan, I would really highly encourage you to pick up the phone and talk to us and let's see what we can do. It may not be nearly as bad as what you might be anticipating. So my text message went out and it did say that interest rates are shifting, right? Let's talk about that. So I'm going to read to you some information that we received. I talked to all of you last week about how I get weekly, uh, or I'm sorry, daily updates. I get once an hour updates of how things are, you know, what's going on with the market, the mortgage-backed securities in particular, the treasuries, things that our mortgage interest rates are tied to. I get these text messages and I subscribe to this to make sure that when you are my client, and we are getting ready to lock in your loan, that we are trying to lock you in at the most favorable time that we can. So if it looks like the market is improving and interest rates may come down a little bit, we may not want to touch that button. We may not want to lock that rate in immediately and we may want to wait a couple of days or we may want to wait one day or we may want to wait an hour uh, to kind of see how things ride out. So I do get these updates all of the time. I get them once an hour on the hour. And this morning we woke up to uh, what I thought was is very good news and I'm going to read it to you and then we're going to talk a little bit about it to make sure that you guys are you know following along and you understand but I do as I've mentioned many times over the last couple of shows I do see that market starting to shift I do see that we're going to uh, start to see the real estate transactions pick up we're going to start to see more home sales and if you've been thinking about buying a home 
this would be the time for you to get pre-approved before there are more people out there on, you know, in the market looking, trying to write offers and you end up into tons of multiple bid scenarios. Um, Claudia did jump on and she says, hello there. Always looking forward to your live chat. Thank you for your weekly updates. Claudia, it is absolutely my pleasure. I love that you jump on and you join in. Uh, Patricia gets on. Hi, working with Carrie on the CalHafa program. Thank you for all the information. Patricia, you are very welcome and I am so happy to hear that. I really believe that this is going to be a, a just life-changing this program. I mean, this is the first time that we've seen a new program like that, like this, roll out in a very long time that is definitely here to help many, many of you who have been struggling to come up with down payment, who have been struggling to come up with money for closing costs. This is going to give you that opportunity to do so. It's going to help you with no mortgage insurance on that first mortgage because you're getting an 80% loan. So it's as if you're putting the 20% down. It really is going to be a very beneficial program. Um, John's channel jumps on and says, how do you see home sale in spring? So actually, that's a great question. And thank you so much uh, to my channel and for joining us today. I haven't ever seen you get on or comment before. Um, I actually see things picking up quite a bit. Uh, we are starting to see uh, more pre-approval applications, just literally looking at my own desk and what's happening inside of my, you know, my own company and, and my business and my girl's business and, you know, what 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 do we see is happening right now and things are definitely getting better uh applications are starting to come through many pre-approvals we're starting to get contracts uh being accepted so we had about three purchases get accepted over this past weekend remember today is wednesday i'm doing this live the show airs over the weekend so it's going to be a little bit delayed um, but just from this past weekend we actually walked into having three accepted contracts on monday and that hasn't happened in a very long time and since that time, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we've been working on another four or five applications to get those pre-approvals ready. So we're seeing a lot more activity right now. And I do believe, especially with everything that I've been reading, most of the statistics are saying we had a jump in home sales. We've got a jump in applications. We are definitely seeing things starting to pick back up. I think that wall that we all ran into that nobody expected where the rates went from, you know, 3% to 7%, what felt like overnight, you feel like you ran through that glass door and didn't know it was there. And you just, you know, bounced right off and fell down. Um, I, I think that that initial shock is is getting better. I think interest rates have started to come down just a little bit. And I think that people are starting to realize that even as much as they'd love to put their home buying goals on hold for a minute, you can only put your life on hold for so long and it's time to get out there and start looking again. So I, I have lots of great feelings for spring. I think it's really gonna be, um, it's gonna turn out to be a very good year, very good spring, summer, and even into the end of the year. So thank you so much. That was a great question. And like I said, your questions all help me to bring you guys the content that you want, what you're looking for and what you want to hear. So I'm so happy that you did ask the question. Um, Jerry jumps on and gives me, uh, looks like he's just clapping. So thank you, Jerry, for joining. Really appreciate it. I love that you are part of the channel and the show. Um, but again, I'm Debbie Marcoux. I am the Mortgage Mom. If you guys want to contact the office, you want to talk to us, you want to get an application started, 
interested, you just want to get a consultation, you want to know if it's even a possibility for you to be able to buy a home, refinance your property, whatever that it is that your goals are, all you have to do is call us, go to the website, however you would like to get in touch is totally fine. The website allows you to send a contact us and it'll send me an email directly. You can book an appointment right on the website for a phone call back. You can call the office, same exact telephone number that you would text. So it's 844-935-3634. That's 844-WE-LEND-FOR-YOU. W-E-L-E-N-D and the number four. So you call the office at that number or you text the word MOM to that number and you will get one text message a week. You're opting yourself in to just be able to be part of the show, to get the link, to be able to jump on and to be part of it, be able to ask your questions and see me do this live. I take this uh, audio and we send it to radio. And so you're actually getting to see me do it right here in the studio. Uh, let's see. So Rochelle jumps on and says, hi, do you do loans for manufactured homes? And yes, we do. Um, and as a matter of fact, even the California, the Cal Dream Shared Appreciation, the Cal Half Alone that we've talked about the last couple of weeks, uh, will also allow manufactured housing. Now realize that there is a difference between a manufactured home and a mobile home. It's the same structure, uh, so why is there a difference? So a mobile home has not been permanently affixed to the foundation. Most of the time you're gonna find mobile homes in mobile home parks. You're on leased land, uh, you're paying space rent for your, for you know, where your home is parked basically. Um, and I believe that they even have DMV tags. Now, a manufactured home typically would sit on owned land. So you own the land, the property is permanently fixed to the foundation, and it has gone through the process of being turned into real property from personal property. So when you own the mobile home, you own the mobile home, but it's not considered real property, it's personal property. When it is a manufactured home, you have to actually go through their stages, there's paperwork that you have to file, and there is work that has to be done to the unit for it to then be considered real property. Once it is real property, it is real real estate, and then you can get mortgage lending on that property. So I do hope that helped, but please feel free to keep asking if you'd like me to get a little bit more specific. Um, Leo and Bella Katra get on and says, hello, Debbie from Europe. It is 1029 PM here. My goodness. I have a, I have somebody in Europe that is watching me. I love it. Um, you guys were on last week and you did ask some questions as well. And I didn't get to get to it. You actually, your last question of the show was, do you have to be full time employed to be able to qualify for the Cal Hafa Dream for All program? And I didn't get to answer the question because the question came up right as we were ending the show. So number one, you have to qualify for this program. So a lot of times people get confused when we talk about down payment assistance or we talk about programs where you're getting some sort of additional help to purchase a home. That doesn't mean that that's open to just nearly anybody. That doesn't mean that you don't have to have a job. It doesn't matter what your credit score is. Um, it, 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 it's not just you apply and you get approved. You do still have to qualify. Now, you're not required to have a full-time job to qualify. A lot of people work part-time jobs um, and we can use that income, but that part-time job income needs to be enough 
to qualify for the loan. You need to be making enough money to be able to make the monthly payments. So no, are you required to have a full-time job? Absolutely not. Many people are retired. Many people are um, have social security or they're on disability or um, you know they're drawing from a pension, right? So it, it just really depends. The bottom line is you need to have enough monthly income to qualify by the guidelines for a loan. And as long as that part-time income or wherever that income source is that you get on a monthly basis will cover that, you know, qualifying debt ratios that are required, then you can absolutely get that loan. So I'm so sorry that I missed your question last week. I love that you're in Europe and that you're watching the show. Thank you so much. And, um, you know, please keep asking your questions and putting them into the feed. So I do want to get back to this interest rate thing that I started. I'm going to take a very quick break just so I can grab a little bit of water and breathe. And when we get back, I do want to jump into these interest rates so you guys can kind of see what they're expecting to happen and then why. And we're going to talk a lot about it. So I'm going to read this and we're going to go from there. So hold tight. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Dibney Marcus licensed by the Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act, NMLS ID 237926. Also licensed in Arizona, 0941504. Florida, LO76508. Georgia, 69178. Idaho, MLO2080237926. Illinois, 0310058339. Missouri, North Carolina, I210940. Nevada, 57237. Oregon, Tennessee, 184373. Texas, Washington, MLO237926. She's a mortgage mom. Mortgage Mom here. Hey, if you're a homeowner, you've probably got some equity in your home. Do you have debt that you need to get rid of? Well, give us a call. Let us take you through that blended rate calculator that I always talk about. Let's determine if it makes sense for you or if you should keep what you have. How do you do that? We'll book your phone consultation. Go to our website at mortgagemomradio.com and you can book your call right there. Once again, that's mortgagemomradio.com. All right, so welcome back to Mortgage Mom Radio. I'm Debbie Marcou. I am the Mortgage Mom, and I'm trying to bring you guys all of the up-to-date information that you need to know every week about the real estate and mortgage world. So right before break, I did say we're going to start talking about interest rates, possibly shifting. Why do we believe that that's happening? I was explaining that I do get market updates that I um, subscribe to and I get them once an hour on the hour so that I can make sure that I'm taking care of my clients. Well, with that program, I also get information. You know, why is the market changing? And it's giving me daily information, sometimes more often uh, than daily. Sometimes we're getting it throughout the day. Really, what happens is something is said that spurs change. So somebody says something and all of a sudden stocks tank or all of a sudden stocks start getting better, right? And the same thing happens in the mortgage world. So we're going to read for you a little bit of what was going on this morning and yesterday. And then we're going to talk about what we seem to think we're going to see come Friday and then what that might look like for you guys come next week. So um, I'm going to read yesterday's recap, okay? So it says... Um, this morning's job opening and labor turnover survey 
fell to the lowest level in two years and markets took it as a signal that labor market could be softening. The strong reaction makes me revisit floating into Friday's jobs data because markets look like they want any reason to see rates improve further. I'm easing off the lock stance for now, float until tomorrow. So this was how we ended our day yesterday was they feel like the job market is softening. Now, if you guys remember back to a couple of weeks ago, I think it was two or three weeks ago, I did the show on the Federal Reserve. They increased the prime rate again. What is it the Federal Reserve is looking for? What are they hoping for? And in their notes, when we read their statement, one of the things that they wanted to see was the job market starting to soften. They wanted to see things not quite as strong. They are trying to get everybody to stop spending. They are trying which to me seems crazy that they want to make people lose jobs and kill our economy and everything else, but whatever, that's a whole different story, right? But the bottom line was is that they really wanted to see that things were starting to soften. People were starting to buy less. Jobs were starting to get a little bit harder to get. People were starting to lose jobs, right, before they were going to stop their increases. We're going to keep going. We're going to push it to the end, go as far as we can go and then we'll stop. So when we see things start to break is when we're going to put the brakes on is basically what I took. That was my analyzation of what their federal statement was at the last increase. So I just read for you what they said at the end of the day yesterday. So now we start this morning with why the sudden switch to floating. So for all of you that don't understand what that means, we can either lock in your interest rate or we can float you. Floating means that you're tied to the market. You're not locked. So if interest rates while you're in the middle of doing your mortgage go up, your rate is going to go up until we close that loan. We can lock in the rate. And it won't go up. It's going to be what it was that we quoted you, that we talked about, and there's no need for concern. You get to sleep at night. You're not gambling at the table in Vegas, okay? Um, However, if interest rates get better and you've locked, you're locked. So now there's nothing that we can do to try to help improve that interest rate. So again, it's a lot like gambling, right? Are you a gambler? You happy with the mortgage payment that we quoted to you? You want to sleep at night? You don't want to worry about it? You don't want to have it top of mind? Uh, You're going to be that conservative person that wants to lock. Well, somebody that is willing to take the gamble might want to float and they want to wait because they think that maybe rates will get a little bit better and they want to lock it in right before they get closed and they want to try to, you know, hope for the improvement that might happen during the time that they're in their escrow or during the time that they're in the middle of their refinance. This goes for every type of mortgage loan that there is, your choice is to float or to lock, right? And our job as loan officers is to try to help guide you to pick the very best time to do the lock or the float. Now we can only recommend, it obviously comes down to you and how you feel and what your comfort level is, but we can absolutely help to educate you. So what I usually tell my clients is, I can't see what's going to happen in three days from now, but I can see what is happening today. So we're going to become best friends through your transaction, and we are going to watch the market on an hourly basis every day. And the minute that we see things start to unravel is when we should lock something in. And, you know, unfortunately, it has happened that we see things starting to unravel. 
We lock it in to catch the rates from that morning. And then all of a sudden the next day they improve again. And now we're locked, right? So all we can do is give you the play-by-play. We can't tell you what's going to happen at the end of the week. We can't tell you what's going to happen next week. We can we can read into things. We can make assumptions. And we are going to give you that information so that you are ultimately the person making the decision. Do you want to lock now or do you want to wait? So what they're telling us, and this is what I would be telling a client if they were calling me today is why the sudden switch to floating why are we recommending that you float right now and you don't lock in your rate so because you have to react to what you're seeing happening around us right is what they're saying so yesterday when the jobs open the job openings and labor turnover survey report came out showing job openings fell below 10 million in february for the first time in nearly two years, we saw a much stronger reaction from the markets than was actually warranted. In other words, markets look like they will pr- pounce on any news that confirms that the Fed will have to have its hands tied to raise rates. When the jobs job openings and labor turnover survey data came out, mortgage bonds jumped 30 basis points and never looked back on the day while the 10-year treasury yield dropped from 3.47 to 3.38, busting through technical resistance levels and held through the day. There was also a big move in Fed futures, the expectations of what the Fed will do at the future meetings when it comes to rates keep reading. So again, I'm going to kind of explain this as we go along because this is not really in layman's terms. This is something that I'm reading on a daily basis and it makes sense to me, but it may not necessarily make sense to you. So for the first time, as I mentioned in just a little bit ago, for the first time, we're starting to see that there aren't as many job openings for people to go and apply for. So is the Fed getting what they were hoping for? Are we going to see things softening come Friday when we actually get the jobs report? The unemployment report is due this Friday. So there, the markets really liked what they heard in the report that was released yesterday, feeling like this is it. This is our chance. The Fed is going to have their hands tied. They're not going to be able to do any future further increasing of that Federal Reserve prime rate, or they're absolutely going to send us spiraling out of control. So right now, the sentiment is interest rates are going to do get a little bit better, and hopefully the Fed is done with future rate increases. Now, does anybody have a crystal ball? No. Does anybody know exactly what's going to happen? No. We could uh, wake up on Friday morning, jobs report comes out, jobs are super strong, there's nothing there that anybody anticipated was going to happen, and whoop, right up those interest rates will go again. So definitely keep that in mind that this is what we're anticipating. Rates did get a little bit better today. They did get a little bit better yesterday. And we're hoping that we're going to start to see that interest rate shift for the better throughout the rest of the year. Now, will that happen? Nobody knows really for sure. But this is some really solid information to try to hang our hats on. Now, why is this important information to have in this show? Why is this something that I feel is pertinent to bring to you when doing Mortgage Mom Radio? Well, I keep saying to you guys over and over again, week after week, that when interest rates do start to come down to levels where people feel very comfortable, we are going to see 
a massive amount of new home buyers ready to pounce the streets. That's the bottom line. We have a lot of people right now who have been on hold, didn't like interest rates, you know, up in the sevens, touching the 8% mark at one point. Uh, you know, they, they got priced out of the market. They didn't want to buy that house that they would have to go to that lower sales price for because the interest rate was making that monthly payment so much higher. So as we see interest rates start to come down, we are going to see a very good amount of people get back into the market, back out to looking at homes and start making offers on properties and opening escrow. As that real estate market starts to turn and starts to open up and get busier and busier and busier, we are going to see multiple offers on properties. You're going to see bidding wars. You're going to see overbidding. You're going to see contingencies go away. And we'll talk a little bit about that here in a minute as well. So my goal is to get you in front of the crowd. I want you to know what is happening before it happens. There is absolutely no harm in getting yourself pre-approved and then choosing not to pull the trigger. But there is harm in waiting to call, waiting to reach out, not knowing what you can afford, not knowing what you can do, um, feeling like you're limited because you don't have the funds you need. If you're here in California, we just just talked about how you can get help with 20% of your down payment as long as you qualify. Income limits on that program are actually really good. Um, you can make a pretty fair, decent amount of money as a household income to qualify for that program. So they're not restricting that to, you know, households in the 80,000 and below. Um, you know, they're, they're really opening that up to the very middle middle median, you know, income class, which is great. And so we want to get you pre-approved. We want you to get ready. We want you to be able to pull the trigger as soon as you find something that you like and get out ahead of it. Don't be stuck in the masses and the craziness. And so that's why this interest rate shifting is so important for me to talk about today on the show. Um, Veronica did ask, can I buy a house with 96000 a year salary? And yeah, you absolutely can. Now, what you can buy is based on your income and it's based on your debts. And then we figure out how much that you qualify for based on those two things. Um, you know, we, we calculate debt ratios and we put you into the guidelines and we figure out what is your uh, sales price limit that you can be a pre-approved for. But yes, at $96,000 a year salary, you've got a great salary as long as your your credit is decent and your you know uh, debts aren't overwhelming your income, uh, then absolutely you do have that opportunity that you could be pre-approved for a mortgage. And I would I would really encourage you to reach out to us and talk to me or talk to one of the girls on my team and get yourself pre-approved. And we can take you through numbers. I, I do want you guys to understand, you don't necessarily have to do the complete application on the website to get information. And I think that that's a misconception that many, many consumers have, you know, especially people listening to me. You many loan officers, you call them up and you say, I'd like to be pre-approved for a loan. Okay, great. Here's the link to my website. Go apply. And now you're applying for an application. You're uploading loan documents. You're getting your credit report pulled and, and you're concerned. You have the fear of, I'm going to do all this work to be let down. 
That's what the consultation call is for you guys. We, we do the consultation with you over the phone. We talk about you. We take our time and we talk about your scenario. So where do you work? How long have you worked there? Oh, you just got out of school. Okay, cool. Oh, you've got student loans. Okay, that's okay. How much do you owe on those? Um, we're going to talk about you. Oh, you just switched jobs. Oh, cool. You've got a job offer letter. Job offer letters are fantastic. We love job offer letters. We can use a job offer letter for your income. So we're going to talk to you. We're going to talk about you. We're going to talk about, well, what are your monthly debts? You know, do you have credit card payments? Do you have personal loan payments? Do you have car payments? Uh, do you own other real estate? Do you have another mortgage, right? So we're going to talk to you about you, your monthly debts, your monthly income. Well, what do you think your credit score is? Okay, so if you had to take a guess, you know, oh, yeah, well, my Capital One card shows me what my credit score is. Okay, great. Cool. What does it say? What's it showing you today? That might not be the exact credit score we get when we pull a credit report, but it gives us an idea. So based on that conversation, we can say, okay, cool. All right. So here, let's run some quick numbers by hand, you know, using an old school 10 key calculator. Let's do that, right? Because that's what a good loan officer should be able to do. So let's run some numbers. You have $5,000 in monthly income. You've got, you know, $500 a month in monthly debt. So based on that, that means that you're going to qualify for X amount in a monthly mortgage payment. So working backwards, that mortgage payment would get you to the sales price, right? And obviously I'm in the studio right now. I'm not running these numbers, but we're going to have that conversation so that then you could say, oh gosh, there really is something out there that I could get. You know what? I really do feel like I could find something in that price range where I want to buy. Okay, cool. I'm going to go and I'm going to apply on the website and I'm going to get the application started and let you look at everything, pull my credit and get me truly pre-approved. Do the complete underwrite, you know, decision the file, make sure we've got our approval through the computer system, get you that letter in your hand so that you can actively start getting out there and looking at properties and know that if you write an offer on a house, you're going to close on that house. You're going to be a homeowner. So take advantage of that consultation, you guys. We don't bite. We're not crazy. We don't hound you. We're not going to be calling you hundreds of times. We're here to help guide you. And we want to start with the education first. You may have a conversation with us that goes totally different. You may find out that, yeah, sure, I can get a mortgage, but I'm only going to qualify for 100000 And 100000 in LA isn't going to get me what I need. So this isn't going to work for me right now. And you didn't take your time to do the application. You didn't take your time to upload your documents. You didn't take your time to have your credit report pulled. Um, we're not here to tell you no. We, we, we are more than happy to do the application and get you fully pre-approved right out the gates. You don't even have to call us and talk to us first. That We're happy to do that. But we also want to provide the service to you so that you have an understanding of about where you stand so that you you feel that it is something that you want to do to move forward and complete that application. So I do hope that you're all hearing that and you can do that so many ways. You can call my office, like I said, you can go to our website, mortgagemomradio.com. You can complete your application or you can send me a message right through the website. It'll send me an email. I'm going to respond back to you. You can call our office. It's the same phone number for everything. It's 844 844- 935-3634. That's 844-WE-LEND-FOR-YOU. W-E-L-E-N-D 
and the number four. So we've got some more comments. I'm going to get back to my feed. Um, so Leo says, sorry, Debbie, circling back to Calhafa. Is any max limit you can take from the state? A 200,000 assistance means the house for sale a million. Or if I qualify for those payments is not an issue. Okay, so I think also I think is a fee for jumbo loans. Thank you. Okay, so Leo, um, this is the Cal Halfa product that we're talking about, which is the uh, California Dream Shared Appreciation Program, will allow for conventional Fannie Mae loan limits. So in Los Angeles County, for example, and I state that because it's the easiest one to come through. Orange County's got the same limit. Um, you can go up to a maximum loan amount of a million eighty nine with Fannie Mae. So um, as long as you stay within those conventional loan limits, then you could possibly be approved for this shared appreciation program. Now, one thing I do want to make sure to, you guys are keeping in mind, we talked about it last week and I'll go through it again right now because I think it's important with the question that you asked. You do still have to qualify by a couple of factors and there's actually there's quite a few, but I'm going to hit the ones on the head that are the most important. Number one, you must be a first-time buyer. If you've owned property within the last three years, you are not considered a first-time buyer. So you must be a first-time buyer. All people going on the loan to qualify with you must also be first-time buyers. You must all be planning to live in the property. So it has to be your owner-occupied residence. Now, here's the most important factors you start asking about jumbo loans and everything else. Jumbo loans, this program does not work for. This loan does not work for FHA. This loan does not work for VA. This is a conventional Fannie Mae loan only that they are doing the additional 20% help, 20% um, loan. It is shared appreciation, which we talked all about last week. And if you guys want to get into more detail, go back to that show because we go through a lot of specifics in that last hour. Um, but you cannot make more than 180000 in annual household income in Los Angeles County to qualify for that program. So $180,000 in annual household income, assuming that everybody in the world has a little bit of monthly debt, whether that be a car payment or a couple credit cards or right, what, what have you. Many, some people don't, but many people do. But assuming that you've got very little debt and you're full $180,000 to work with, you're probably not going to qualify for a million dollar loan. So definitely something that we want to talk about, um, you know, if you do qualify for the million dollar loan and you make the 180,000 a year, then fabulous. Yes, you'd be able to get that 200,000 to put down and carry an $800,000 loan. So I do hope that that helped. I do want to make sure that I read to you guys um, the actual loan limits again so that everybody is in the know. And I want to remind you all too that if there is a um, county that I'm not talking about that you are in and you want to know what your income limits are uh, for your county, all you have to do is reach out. You can call, you can email, um, go to the website, do the contact us through that. And of course, I am not finding my notes. So let's see if I can find it. Uh, I can't find my notes. So I do know that Orange County is 235,000. 
I know that uh, Riverside County is 173,000. I know that San Bernardino is the same. Um, I believe that Ventura County is in the 220 range, 222. Heather's on. She's watching. Maybe she can jump in and confirm it for me. Um, LA County is 180,000, as I mentioned. San Diego County uh, is up there, around 200. Um, but if you do want to know the exact number for your county, please feel free to reach out. I'll, I'll find it for you. I'm here in the studio. I had the notes. Now I can't find it. <laughs> um, but those numbers that I gave you are exact. LA 180. Um, Heather's working on it, so she's going to write them, type them all out for us. But LA 180, Orange 235, Riverside San Bernardino 173, and uh, Heather's going to confirm for us San Diego County and Ventura County. And again, if there is a county that you are in that I am not mentioning right now, feel free to ask it, throw it in the feed, and Heather can... Um, check it look it up for you so Carrie jumped on she says San Diego's 211 so 211,000 for San Diego so ladies I need you to confirm Ventura County and maybe also give us Kern County um, since Kern is so close to Los Angeles also um, so Carrie says uh, Ventura is 228,000 and Carrie give me Kern as well so Carrie is faster than Heather today. Thank you, Carrie and Heather. That don't worry about it, hon. Um, I threw you on the spot and didn't give you the ch the chance to look it up. <laughs> Heather says, "Yep, Carrie has it." Um, but yes, as long as you guys have your household income in those numbers, you're going to be okay. Um, Michael jumps on, says, "Having a busy day. Just wanted to jump in and say hi, uh, hi, uh, Michael. So good to see you, and thank you for always jumping in every now and then. Well, not always, but you jump into quite a few of the shows, and I." truly do appreciate it. Um, Carrie says Kern County is 159,000. So as I mentioned earlier, it really is giving a very nice income limit uh, to help people purchase homes. This is really a fantastic program. We talked about interest rates. There's going to be a jobs report come out on Friday. So I urge you to make sure that you do check into the show next week to see where are we at with interest rates. Is it going to happen? Is it what we think going to happen? Um, are, is the jobs report going to come out and be softening and not as many jobs available, more people on unemployment? Uh, is that going to in turn maybe spark a little rate rally? Is that going to make sure make our mortgage interest rates drop a bit? I sure hope so. I sure hope so. I've got my fingers crossed for that one. And it 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 makes sense what they're saying. What they're saying makes sense. So I would be inclined to believe that this is what we're going to see next week, which makes me very excited. But it also makes it pertinent that if you've been thinking about buying a home, you've been thinking about possibly, um, you know, getting out of your rental and becoming a homeowner, please don't wait around. And I said earlier that I was going to talk about contingencies and what happens when we get into multiple bids and bidding wars and everything else over bidding. We're going to talk about that here in a second. I do want to make sure that we talk about what happens when more people hit the streets because as you all know our inventory is very low and we are at lower than normal inventories even lower than what we saw during COVID and I don't necessarily think that we're going to see more and more inventory. I think we'll probably see a little bit more um, in the spring season and summer is when most people want to move and so that is typically kind of the buying season that we see 
every year historically. And so there will be, you know, more homes pop up for sale just as they do naturally every year, year after year. But our inventory levels for what we would see in a an average spring and summer, I think is still going to be well below this spring and summer from what we would see, have seen in the past. And when we have really low inventory and we've got people that want to buy, you end up having three, four, five, ten different people, you know, um, buyers that are all trying to write offers on the same listing. When that happens, you start getting into competition. Well, how do you stand out, uh, you know, ab above the crowd? How do you get your offer accepted? How do you make sure that you're the one that gets to open escrow and become a homeowner? So you're going to start doing things like removing contingencies. And contingencies are very important. Contingencies is what safeguards your deposit that you put into escrow. It safeguards that earnest money. So if you don't have to give up contingencies, you absolutely don't want to. But during those crazy, crazy years like COVID, we saw a lot of contingencies being removed. We saw people making offers and saying, I'm going to buy this house. Even if the appraised value doesn't come in, I'll pay you more than what the house is worth. Uh, I'm going to buy this house without doing a physical inspection or I'm going to do my physical inspection but I'm buying it as is. I'm not going to ask you to do any required repairs at all. Um, I am buying this house with no loan contingency. Uh, I, I'm going to put my money in escrow. I'm moving forward and if I don't get my loan approved and the deal falls apart, you can keep my deposit. These are things that are kind of crazy, right? Every buyer should be able to have an opportunity to do their due diligence. They should be able to make sure that their loan gets full underwritten loan approval before they remove their contingency, which would, um, you know, take away the safeguard of their earnest money deposit that they put into escrow. Uh, every single person should be able to do a physical inspection on the home. And if they find things that need to be repaired, it should be their opportunity to negotiate with the seller to see if the seller is willing to take care of some of the repairs that are required on the home. Now, the seller has the right to say no. The buyer has the right to ask. It, that's another negotiating factor when it comes down to buying a home. But removing it completely, taking it away and saying, I'm buying this regardless of what shape that the home is in, regardless of what my physical inspector finds. Uh, you know, there could be some, you know, pipes leaking right now in the walls that we don't know about, but I'm going to buy it anyway. <laughs> I'm going to take away my contingency. I'm going to ask you for nothing. I'm buying it as is. We don't necessarily want to do that. We don't want to have to start overbidding. We don't want to have to write the contract for more than what the property is listed for. That opens you up to not having, you know, having appraisal issues. If the home sells for more than what it was listed for sale, it does make it very difficult for an appraiser to bring in the value. So now all of a sudden your, your value comes in lower on the appraisal than the purchase price that you agreed to. And let's say that you know, you agreed to 200,000 and the value comes in at 180. Well, there's $20,000 that needs to be made up between the appraisal and the sales price. And if you remove your appraisal contingency, you don't, you don't have any right to go back to the seller and say, hey, would you lower your price? Because it's only worth 180, right? Or, hey, would you be willing to meet me in the middle? I mean, I'll give you 10,000 if you'll come down 10,000. 
you're removing those contingencies that that it just it's just not good if you don't have to do that. But when you get into the type of market where you're seeing multiple offers and many people bidding on the same home, that's the natural course that it takes. I'm going to give you more. I'm going to remove this contingency, remove that contingency. I want to make my offer flashy so that I get your um, attention and you accept my offer. So by getting ready now and getting out there now, it before things turn, before the market goes absolutely crazy, this gives you that opportunity to be able to safeguard yourself, keep the contingencies in the contract, find the home that is right for you, negotiate the price to where the home should be. You know, what do those comparables look like? When did the last one close? How far away was it? What was the difference in the square footage? How many bedrooms did it have? How big was the lot size? Okay, I feel like this home is worth X, right? That's the kind of market that we are in today, but with low inventory levels, if interest rates start to improve and to get better, we're going to see a lot more people on the street. We're going to still have low shortage inventory and you're going to see multiple offers per property and you're going to start running into that crazy zoo that we all experienced just a year and two ago. So that is why I feel this important. This information is so important for you all. I hope that I have stressed to you the importance of getting yourself ready, doing it now, not later. Don't wait. Get it started. Um, at least at the very most, go to the website, schedule yourself a call, schedule yourself a phone appointment to talk to me or one of the girls on my team about where you are at right now today. What would monthly payments look like? How much could you potentially qualify for? What do those numbers look like? How much cash will you need? Can you take advantage of this brand new shared appreciation program? Talk more about the shared appreciation program. Ask your questions. Get that free phone, phone consultation, you guys. It really is so beneficial and it will help you to figure out, are you ready to go? Are you ready to go do that application? Do you need a little bit more time? Do you have a little bit of work that you need to do before you do the application? So get the phone consultation. Easiest way to get it is to go to the website, mortgagemomradio.com. Do not forget the radio, but mortgagemomradio.com. And there is a button. Click the button. Uh, schedule yourself an appointment. It's a phone consult. If you don't see a day and time that works for you, please send me a message again through the website, mortgagemomradio.com. There's a contact us, like I've mentioned, and you can send me, it will send me an email. Let me know what the hours and days are of your availability for a phone call. And I will make sure that we work around your schedule. The only thing I can't promise is that we can do a phone call at 2 a.m. or 1 a.m. or you know 11 p.m. Um, but if you need an early morning, 6 a.m., 7 a.m., you know, Carrie's in Tennessee on my team. She's two hours ahead of us here in California. So 6 a.m. Uh, for her is 8 a.m. So we will work with you. I obviously don't have that open on the calendar because, you know, I, I can't promise that on Wednesday at 6 a.m. I've got somebody available, but send me an email. We'll work with you. We'll get somebody that can help you. 7 p.m., 8 p.m., that's okay. It's all fine with us. We're here to help in any way that we can. Um, so uh, Stefania gets on and says, hi, what is the max income for the CalHAFA grant? Um, so I do want to make sure that you understand this is not a grant, the program that we're talking about today. Today, we're talking about the CalHAFA share 
shared appreciation, um, the dream for all. This is actually not a grant. It is due and payable. You do have to pay it back. They are giving you a 20% loan up to 20% loan towards the purchase of the property. It is zero interest. It is paid back when you sell or when you do a refinance. You can do one refinance without having to pay it off, but you cannot take cash out. Um, but when you do go to sell or you do the refinance that would trigger the repayment, you would pay back what you borrowed for that down payment amount plus 20% of the appreciation of the property. So if you buy the property for 500,000 and the property goes up to 600,000 at the time that you sell, you would owe what you borrowed plus $20,000. So 20% of that 100,000. They charge you no interest, you make no payments, it is completely deferred, but that is how they get their money back is that they're going to take 20% of the value appreciation. And many people have said, well, that's terrible. We shouldn't have to pay back more. Well, guys, I hate to shock you, but money doesn't grow on trees. Everybody needs some help. And by them being able to collect that difference, that's money that goes back into the pot to help the next person that also wants to take advantage of the program to help them become a homeowner and buy a property. And the other way to think about it as well is if this program does help you buy where you couldn't have bought on your own, you couldn't have afforded your closing costs, or you couldn't have come up with the down payment and the closing costs, if this gets you into a property that you could not have uh, another way obtained, then you have $80,000 that you didn't have before. If the example of you earned $100,000 from the time you bought to the time you sold, you have $80,000 that you're walking away with that you didn't have before and that you couldn't have obtained without their help. So I do hope that you can see the benefit in this program. I really do think that it is fabulous. Um, if you want to debate that, feel free to call me. I'm more than happy to have a conversation with you and to go through all of the ups and the downs and discuss it. I'm very open. I'm, I, I, I love to have conversation. You guys are more than welcome to do that with me. So um, but uh, max purchase price. So it, it really is what they qualify for, uh, Estefania. And it's basically they have to stay within the income limits to qualify. So LA County, whatever they can qualify for, staying within the conventional loan limits for LA County, which is a million eighty nine, so it's pretty high. Um, but they also have to qualify with their debt ratios at either forty five or fifty, depending on whether or not their credit score is seven hundred or below seven hundred or above. Um, but they uh, can qualify for whatever their debt ratio will take them to within those Fannie Mae conventional loan limits. So I hope that that answered that question. We are out of time for the day. I just want to remind everybody, stop waiting. Stop putting it on hold. Get your phone consultation. Call our office. If we don't answer, leave a message on the general box. We will call you back and quickly, trust me, it's just sometimes we step out to lunch or we miss the call or, you know, there might be another phone that rang right before yours. So please leave a message in the box. We're going to call you back. Go to the website, book the appointment there, send me an email, do whatever you need to do to get into contact with us. If you feel like you're ready and you don't need that phone consultation, go to the website, apply for the loan. We are going to reach out to you and talk to you all about it. We are not quiet people. We definitely communicate and we're going to make sure that we... Um, talk with you and make sure that you get the information that you need. So once again, it's 
935-3634. That's 844-WE-LEND-FOR-YOU. W-E-L-E-N-D and the number four. It's MortgageMomRadio.com. And if you want to do this show with me live on Wednesdays, you've got to know when I go live. You've got to get the text message to join. Opt yourself in. It is the exact same telephone number, but you're going to text the word MOM. That's M-O-M, forward and back. You can't mess it up. Once again, the number 844-935-3634. That's 844 844- We lend for you. W-E-L-E-N-D and the number four. Estefania says, thank you and you are very welcome. And I'm sorry if I slaughtered your name and I didn't say it right. Um, I hope everybody has a fabulous rest of your day. I will be back right here in the seat once again next Wednesday, right about 1 p.m. We'll see you guys all real soon. Talk to you later. Debbie Marcoux is licensed by the Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act, NMLS ID 237926. Also licensed in Arizona 0941504, Florida L076508, Georgia 69178, Idaho MLO 2080237926, Illinois 031.0058339, Missouri, North Carolina I210940, Nevada 57237, Oregon, Tennessee 184373, Texas, Washington MLO 237926. She's a mortgage She can get things done When you're in need and don't know where to go Pick up the phone and call mom 